Hello and welcome. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, welcome back. You've returned to the Two Beers Please podcast. We're happy to see you, uh, as always. Uh, it's Fridays are kind of becoming our recording days, so nice end of the week, and we're happy to spend it with with you all. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Matthew. Matthew, how you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm watching the, the snow come down um, of what's supposed to just be like basically snow. I think, we're, I think it's supposed to stop for a few, a few minutes um, on, uh, or not a few minutes, a few hours, like today-ish. Um, but then otherwise, we're supposed to just kind of get slammed with some snow, which I'm excited about. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and sneak to the gym. I was kind of thinking about trying to sneak to a movie, go and see Belfast. Uh, oh yeah. And otherwise, just gonna huddle up. Yeah. I watched Eternals, by the way. I thought it was dope. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, like, there you I go. I don't know what people like. Maybe it was because I mean, I feel like it probably was like kind of a similar thing to what why people didn't like the Matrix because like Eternals, it didn't feel like a Marvel movie. Which is part of the reason I loved it, because it felt so, like, even more so than, like, Black Panther, which, like, Mm kind of broke away from some Marvel stuff, but still followed, you know, the pretty prototypical Marvel formula. Like, like, Eternals, literally, if you, I think you could have, like, plopped somebody down and watched them and they would have no idea it was a Marvel movie. That was part of the reason I I loved it. I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope, too. And I get that, like... People watched it and and thought, oh, now I have to know these other 12 characters in this whole universe, and maybe that's why they got annoyed. Oh, no. But, like, you all know that, like, when this new, when the new Avengers movies eventually come out and characters start getting incorporated, they're going to do the same thing where they over-explain everything. Well, and you like, can't tell me that, like, we knew all of the people in the Avengers movies all that well. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I mm-hmm. think some of the, like, certainly... Some critiques of it are fair. I think that that is one where it's like, oh yeah, it would be nice to have a little more knowledge of these people. And it's a movie that like, like that's one where I'm like, man, that would have been a really cool TV show to do. Um, oh yeah, to like really because that that does feel like it has go through the history and like then just dude That'd then like cool. just like as like a history and mythology nerd that I am, like I absolutely Thena and Gilgamesh. I thought like all that was so cool. Oh yeah, no, for sure, and I and I think it would have been really fun to follow them. And I honestly, if they wanted to do that now, even though we know how that ends, I would watch a prequel series for sure. For sure, absolutely, for sure, I would. Marvel, that's your next idea. No more of this Winter Soldier Falcon series. That was the worst thing. That one was so bad. It was horrible. Loki was good though. Loki was good. I was pretty surprised with Loki, and I still need to watch. Now I need to watch Hawkeye. Hawkeye's good, too. Hawkeye's kind of like a low-key one that has a lot of implications in the future. So, like, yeah. it's it, it's good. It's it's not not important, you know? Like, Winter Soldier Falcon felt so not important. <laughs> I was just it, like... Well, and, like, I, I, I don't, don't need it, like... Because sometimes I, the one thing, like, that sucks about those m- movies are, like... Like, I'm watching... O- I just watched Ozark because that first... The first part of season four just came out. And, and like, sometimes with the Marvel movies and, like... With what they're doing with Ozark is they're releasing the first part, season four, part one, for first seven episodes, and then later on, I don't know how many months pass now, the next seven episodes are coming that will, like, finish off the series. And Marvel does this, too, which, like, these seven episodes feel where it's, like, you can tell it's just, like, a placeholder in the sense of, like, 
oh, we're setting things up. Like, Doctor Strange, I think, could have been a really cool movie, but it really was just kind of like, here's this so that we can put some puzzle pieces together for our whole MCU. And I hate that. Like, I, tell a story more than any. I don't need it to be, like, a part of the MCU all the time. Just, like, tell a cool story. And sometimes they're just like, all right, this is literally just service. Captain, Winter Soldier and Falcon was neither. It was, all of it was just like, I don't know what you're doing. I, I don't know what purpose this serves. Right. They were like, don't you guys like these characters? And I was like, yeah, I liked them before the show. Like, yeah. I don't need to like them anymore. I don't have a problem with well, either like, of these characters. I, I like them too, but like, you, I, I you know, I, it just wasn't, it just wasn't a very good show. Right. And also, I just feel, uh, I, spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't watched, I guess. I'm just going to say that now. Uh, I just feel like Bucky needs to just, he needs to die already. Like, he's just been through so much at this point, like, from Captain America on. He just needs to, he his story needs to be over. Like, Captain America's over, like, he needs to go as well. Like I'd, rather, really I'd rather they just get, let him, like, go and, like, have a story. Like, I'm like, alright, I get it. I get the torture past. And I, I'm not trying to be uh, unsympathetic, but, like, he's, he's a fictional character, so I'm He's fine. Mm-hmm. And, like, alright, let's move on. Like, I... Otherwise, you're just telling the same... We had a whole two movies about his yeah. tortured past. Like, like sorry, Civil dude, War was about I his tortured past. And, Winter yeah, Soldier was, was... Was, yeah. We get it. We've had enough of him, and there's, like, they're just dragging well, I like him, but just change the storyline. It just does, right, it doesn't exactly. have to always be, oh, let's go back to this. Like, they can do other things. They can have other, like... You're a comic right. book world. You guys can do whatever the hell you want. Right, exactly. Exactly. And I I think that was our gripe with with everything. I started watching a series not Marvel related that if you haven't watched and you're like into supernatural spooky stuff, um Archive 81 is awesome. Archive 81 on Netflix, so so good. It's like about this without giving anything away. It's about this guy who's tasked to restore these old cassette tapes from the 90s to see what's on the video. Oh, and okay, then... yeah, I read about that. Bro, it's it's crazy. I'm, I have one more episode to go, and like I'm like, what is going on? I like that, <laughs> no I like that lead actor a lot. I haven't seen him in a, oh. a ton of stuff, but the stuff I've He's seen great. him in, I loved him. He's great. All the actors are really good in it, and I think... I, I need to see how this last episode goes to know if everything gets a payout. But, you know, I think for the most part, they've taken, like, a weirdly weird storyline and actually made, done it service. Like, I'm not Did like, well. this is dumb at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, sometimes that happens when you try to go supernatural. You're like, that's oh, dumb. Yeah. Like, why is this happening? Or you just, like, keep on going. It's just like, you didn't have to keep on pushing, like, it was creepy and odd and all that stuff enough. Like, it was, you, you, you reached it. You don't have to keep on searching for it. Yeah, listen, listen up, Stranger Things. Um, I still haven't watched. I don't think I've watched the last like two seasons of Stranger. I how haven't many, either. How many because se- how many there's four. There? Yeah, I've only seen the first two. After the first one, I was like, honestly, why? that was one of those shows that, and like, I get why they made more because at the end of the day, this is a business, and that yeah. show has made Netflix a lot of money. But uh, yeah, that was one of those shows that like would have been so perfect with just like a one season. Oh yeah, and I think that I think that kind of was the intention. I feel like when it came out, it was more of like a limited series. I might be wrong, but then once it was so popular, they're like, "No, nah, we're making more." I should watch. I mean, 
It's an enjoyable show. I've been watching Rome on HBO, which is dope. It starts at the, the beginning of the Civil War. But the, other, the show I actually want to recommend is, uh, I, can't, I think it's on ABC. It's on one of the normal networks. Abbott Elementary. Hilarious. <laughs> Abbott Watch Elementary? It. Yes. Yeah, I've heard, I've seen commercials. I what, what is so it on? good. I don't know. It's I watched it on Hulu. But if you have Hulu, it's on, it, cool. it's on that. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, it's like that mockumentary office style. I feel like there's a few shows that are bringing that back, which got certainly very tired. But this show does it well, and it's a very, very good show. So Yeah, I want to watch How I Met Your Father just to know what it's like, but apparently there's this unbearable laugh track from the 90s in it, and it's supposedly, like, so, so bad. So I, I, I don't know if I can I stand that. I laugh tracks. I, yeah, every time I see that show, I'm like, oh, and they're like, no. I don't know. No. Yeah. Because it's probably I mean, going to be one of those shows that, like, I'll enjoy enough or i won't hate it enough where i'll be like yeah i'll watch it and then i'll just get stuck watching it and i'll be like why am i watching this show that i don't actually really like exactly exactly well everyone thank you for joining us on our tv show review podcast uh tune in next week for (laughs) tune in next week for the season finale there's gonna be great um move on but yeah, let's let's move on to sports. Uh, as always, I'm going to remind you to follow us Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You know the sites, but I'll say them again in case you don't. Uh, the Twitter is the number 2BP underscore podcast. The Instagram is 2BeersPlease underscore podcast. And uh, Facebook is just the name. You can find us on Spotify and on Anchor, anywhere you get your podcast. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. You know, send us hate mail, send us death threats, whatever you want. Uh, I, I'm, I'm any any exposure is good exposure. Uh, we should, but I'm a little worried about that. Yeah, if you're inviting hate mail. Send it to yeah, that's it. Send it to me. Uh, I can. Good take luck. It. Good can, luck guessing can, my can, email. You'll guess Giannis way before mine. I don't know if you'll guess mine. Mine is probably mine not. Is a bunch of Matt, Matt Smith over. Yannick and Karnasau, I feel like uh, I'm fighting over emails more than you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I probably have that one locked down. Um, but yeah, we are uh, the Two Beers Please podcast, so we're always drinking and talking sports. So Matt, what are you drinking today? I got this horrible cider that I need to open up. I haven't even opened oh, it yeah. up yet. A live opening of the cider. Um, I don't even want to have it. I know it's not very good. Our good friend, I believe... Rubina, uh, Nadal brought it over for a Hawkeye game viewing at one point. Ginger, oh, so it's... ginger citrus. No wonder it sucks. Hudson ginger North Cider Co. It's got kind of a Here cool we... design. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's like I mean, a I nice like two tone, duo tone thing. Yeah. And it's got like that. What's the. I don't even know how to describe it, so I'm not going to try because I'll just sound like an idiot. But it's not good. I have already had. Okay. I've already had one before, and I was like, "This blows." Okay, well, he's just gonna have one again. So love to hear it. Well, I'm, it's called I'm also two beers, please. I guess two side, two alcoholic beverages. But that two alcoholic tongue. Uh, you know, we can make it work, right? Uh, we do. I am drinking. Uh, we do. I am drinking a shock top because you said you love the snow, and I do love the snow. But I'm I'm also ready for summer spirits. So I'm trying to conjure that up a little bit. Oh, I'm so ready for um, summer. I like I I I've been having seasonal affective uh, disorder depression so bad. It's just bad been so damn month. dark. Oh, it's not even the cold horrible. so much that like is upsetting me. It's just been so dark every day, and obviously it gets dark at like 
freaking five. So that like it just never feels like date like that's that's been the worst part. Like I you can be five degrees out, but if you can give me some sun, then we're good. Yeah, the other day it was freezing and it was sunny, and that day felt amazing. It was it awesome. Could have been, it it yeah. was awesome. And then it got cold again, and, and that's great. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to conjure up some summer. Love me a shock top in the summer, so hopefully it brings those spirits oh and brings gosh. the heat um, into you the atmosphere. <laughs> you I really cursed uh, yourself. We're stuck with ten more months. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Groundhog Day hasn't it's, happened, but we'll see. No, it's been uh, done worse. <laughs> The, the Groundhog's just going to be dead. <laughs> They're going to take him out hey, by the scorpion. Open it up, and he's just going to be like, we don't know what happened. I'll be like, I'll tell you what fucking happened. I've got the recording. I know the minute it happened. Matt's going to put me on blast. 11.37 a.m. That's when I'm going to get hate mail. Let me tell you, that's when I'm going to get hate mail. Oh, no. All right, well, then let's move to sports because we haven't said an inch about it yet. Uh, Let's start with some quick hits from around the world. Australian Open, we've got two finals coming up this weekend. Uh, Let's start with the women. It's Ashley Barty versus Danielle Collins. Collins, an American. After reaching the final, she'll be in the top ten for the first time in her career. It's her first Grand Slam final ever. Meanwhile, Barty, the number one seed, and the first Aussie woman to reach the final since Wendy Turnbull in 1980. She's going to be the first woman to ever win the Australian Open. The first woman to ever win the Australian Open. Yeah, I don't Open. even know why I thought she was going to be the first Australian woman. Maybe I just knew it was a long time. It was a long time. Since it's been 78 tw- since they've won since an Australian woman's won it. 80 like you yeah. said since they've been in the final. Yeah, and uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup, obviously, uh, kind of not a vet since Ashley Barty isn't super old or anything, but like more of a seasoned pro a, a, versus... I feel like, like a vet in the sense. Certainly more of a vet than a... Than a, than a rookie, yeah, Honestly, sometimes sure. I have no idea what vet means because like people refer to NBA guys as vets, and I'll be like, I feel like they've been in the league for four years. Are you already a vet? Like, I know your experience, but like, it feels right. way too early to say vet. Yeah, vet does feel like you're... Vet feels like 30 and up, I think, as a vet. It's you like, gotta be in the league for, for... I think, like, 10 plus years is probably too much. 8 plus years before I'm yeah. saying vet. 8 plus years. That's that's the definition, everyone. 8 plus years. So, Ashley Barty, not yet a vet, but definitely not a rookie. Playing I don't Daniel know how Collins. long has she been a pro? Uh, probably, I'm gonna say, 5, 6 years. So, you know... Tennis is different than basketball, though, I feel like. Tennis players start so much younger yeah, than basketball Yeah, you can start professionally. Pretty, like, yeah. And even basketball. So basketball is kind of, like, early even for some sports. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, are we thinking that there's any chance for the, oh, the American... Oh, she's a vet, hit? dude. Oh, she's a vet? How long she's she She's a de- vet. Barty started her professional career in April 2010, just after turning oh, yeah. 14. 12-year vet. She is So a the 12-year vet... vet Against Danielle Collins, uh, she's hoping to be, you know, bring that, bring that trophy, uh, and well, not bring it, keep it in Australia. So, what are we thinking? Do you think Ashley Barty's got it locked? Do you think Daniel Collins can upset her? No, I think this is Barty's. I think she's got it in, in the bag. Uh, I, Collins is a great player, but and is having a great, you know, tournament and having a nice run here. But Barty is is leaps and bounds the better tennis player and i think now that she's because she's never even made it this far in this tournament before you know like before i think the pressure and and even though we distinguished her a bit still a young i mean a young athlete um 
and and I mean you're the world number one and a country that does love tennis so much has they're like yeah we want you like I think the men's side there's a long drought as well for an Australian Open winner so like I think probably younger in her career she felt that pressure to want to bring it back but she's playing as as well as she's ever played I, I think I think she's I don't really see this one being all that close I, I'd love to see the upset by Collins but uh. Actually, no. No, I don't. I take that back. I want Barty to win. That's why I didn't pick her. I always pick her and she loses. This time I didn't pick her. Yeah. She's got it in the bag. That's got it in the bag, yeah. But, I mean, even if Barty is the favorite and, you know, and she does prove to be, the, prove to be like an easy victor in this final, you got to say something about the women. You know, Danielle Collins in the final. We had Madison Keys in the semifinal. Pagula also there uh, in the later stages. So, American tennis definitely having... Uh, a surge there in the in the women's side of things. So really exciting to see uh, in that respect. Over to the men's side, uh, it is Medvedev versus Nadal in the final. Nadal beating uh, Matteo Berrettini to get there. It's his sixth Australian Open final, his 29th Grand Slam final. However, he only has one title in Australia, and that was back in 2009. He's on 20 Grand Slam titles tied with both Federer and Djokovic. I didn't realize the three of them are all tied. I thought Isn't one of them was different. That's nuts. That is nuts, nuts, nuts. Um, and he's playing Djokovic 2.0, Mr. Daniel Medvedev, who said, well, if he's not going to be here doing his antics, I'm going to do it for him. He beats uh, your I love favorite it, though. for the tournament. He says the perfect amount, though. You know, like, Joker goes out of the tennis world and is, like, also a huge dick. Like, I think Medvedev is, he knows he's the heel. He knows he's the villain. Like, that comment the other day when he was, like, brought up channeling Djokovic, he knew that was going to ruffle all the feathers of Australia, and he loved it. And so I think he's the perfect, like, you need to have a villain in tennis, and I think he plays it perfectly. Right, exactly. I agree. He keeps it on the field without, like, on the field, on the court, without it being something that is just kind of distracting from the sport. He he does play that role really well. And uh, he's only 25 years old, and yet he is really, really coming into his own. Won the U.S. Open last year and reached last year's Australian Open final, obviously losing to Djokovic, who is not in this tournament. Uh, he's ranked number two. He is on a 13-game winning streak in Grand Slams. That is how good <coughs> he has been in the in the top tournaments. And uh, he beat your favorite Tsitsipas in four to get there. Tsitsipas looked like he was going to hold his own, but Medvedev in those last two sets really pulled away from him, uh, and he makes the final. So Medvedev versus Nadal. You know, Nadal got all this history, but not in Australia, and Medvedev really looking like the man of the hour. Who are you picking to take this take this title home? Yeah, it's it's history against history because, as you said, Nadal, if he wins, he'll win the 21st, be the first male tennis player to win 21 Grand Slams, and for now, he'll break that tie between him and Joker and Federer. While Medvedev, I believe I heard this on Get Up, um, would is trying to be the first tennis player to win, or at least male tennis player, to win his first Grand Slam title and then win his second in the like next repeating Grand Slam. I guess no one's ever mm. done that before. So history on both sides. I'm going to go with Medvedev. I, I just think he's playing the best. I mean, <laughs> besides maybe Joker playing the, the best tennis, and he beat Joker in the last meeting they had, um, the best tennis of any male player right now. Uh, and I just think he's on a tear. As, much, as, as good as Nadal is, um, we know that he, he isn't usually at his best on, on a court like this. Not that he's poor, but 
in, in adult terms, only having one Grand Slam title here shows it's not, you know, the his his peak kind of place to play. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going Medvedev. Yeah, I'm also going Medvedev. I think, especially with how I saw him play against Tsitsipas, uh, he tired Tsitsipas out. And Tsitsipas is not an old guy. Tsitsipas is a young guy as well. So if he can tire him out, um, Nadal is a little more sprightly, I think, in, in in terms of his normal play. But he's still got the age on his side. And he was he is just coming back from an injury still. He's not as mobile as you'd expect him to be. I think he'll keep it as close as he can. But I think Medvedev's just playing too well and too dominantly. Um, and that Nadal won't be able to keep up. However, I say that, and of course, any of these big three, Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, if they're in a final, it's hard to it's hard to imagine them being the outright um, underdog. So it's going to be a really interesting final, and I think that um, I think Medvedev is playing that villain role really, really well. And honestly, Djokovic, you can leave because Medvedev's got it covered. I don't want to see you anymore. Like that. That's kind of in my head. I'm like he's he does it better, and 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 we can tolerate him more. So. You had your 20, now go home and don't be vaccinated and leave, leave everyone else alone. I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's exactly what's going to happen. I think so. I think he's done. I think he's looking at a nice reti- retirement right now. Yeah. And, uh, and I, you know, sources say, uh, as, 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 <laughs> as one might can't say. Can't give up our source, uh, but... Uh, you can't give up our source. Pretty good person. Pretty good person. Djokovic, he texted me, said, I'm out. Yeah. And I said out of tennis and he's like yeah man and i was like cool and uh and then he sent me the little poop emoji and that was that was our conversation uh let's go to the afcon quarterfinals yes please uh, yeah let's go it um the africa cup of nation has reached its quarterfinal round the round of 16 provided a lot of interesting um matchups and a lot of interesting results uh we got the matchups i'll just kind of list them off gambia versus cameroon Gambia knocking out Guinea, making the quarterfinals quite a surprise. Cameroon beating Comoros 2-1. And I just want to give a shout-out. Comoros played that game without a goalkeeper. They had a field player in the goal the whole game um, because their goalkeeper wasn't available. Uh, And they still only lost 2-1 against the favorites, so good for them. Uh, We've got Burkina Faso versus Tunisia. Burkina Faso knocking out Aubameyang and Gabon. And Tunisia upsetting tournament favorites Nigeria, as you predicted. So very, very, I mean, predicted, talked about. Uh, But yeah, very, very interesting there. Uh, And I think... Say predicted, just give me the credit. Okay, I'll give it to you. You you mentioned it. That's a prediction. Uh, We've got Egypt versus Morocco. Egypt beating Ivory Coast in penalties. And Morocco looking good against Malawi. Uh, Ashraf Hakimi especially looking really good. Obviously, European club player there. Malawi had him on the ropes, though. Malawi was leading that first half, which would have been an insane Yeah, it would have been crazy. Would have been an insane upset. Uh, and then you got Senegal uh, versus the Equatorial Guinea. Equatorial Guinea in the quarterfinals after knocking out Mali on PKs. Another upset. Uh, out of these eight teams, only Egypt and Cameroon have won AFCON before. So it's going to be really... I don't... Have they? When? Yeah, 2004. Oh, okay. So Tunisia, Egypt, and Cameroon. Tunisia must have just been the one time then. That's what I saw. Yeah, um, yeah they only got yeah. one. So Egypt, Cameroon, Tunisia, only teams to win uh, the Africa Cup of Nations. So it could be a lot of uh, opportunity for new champions here. Who are you looking at to, to grab it And after seeing the round of 16 action? Actually, Morocco has won in 76 as well. 
76. Wow. Okay, so that must have been right at the beginning. So there's four teams that have and four teams that have. But let's be honest. Like Cameroon and Egypt are really, like, they're the only ones that are, like, really. Which is kind of surprising because Morocco's a a solid nation. And and obviously, I've I've talked about Senegal. I'm still picking Senegal to win. Um, I think Cameroon is probably the favorite. And and like we talked about last time, because they've been being at home, particularly. which also we, we want to send our, our well wishes to the, the victims of the stampede of their their round of sixteen game. Uh, I'm not sure the the actual number that's been uh, confirmed as far as, as deaths or injuries, but a very very tragic thing to happen, especially for a tournament that's been so so good uh, soccer wise to kind of get a, an unfortunate black mark on it. With that, uh, we wish we wish everybody well. Um, but soccer wise, yeah, I mean I'm I'm still going with Senegal. I think especially with Tunisia and knocking out Nigeria, that makes and, and Equatorial Guinea knocking out Mali, like Mali and, and Nigeria would have been much tougher opponents for Senegal to get to that final match. Um, and then I, I, I favor Cameroon over whoever pulls out of that Egypt Morocco game. Uh, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sticking with Senegal. Yeah, and I'm also sticking with Cameroon. I think for the same reasons. Nigeria, Ivory Coast are out. Cameroon did what they had to, and uh, I think they'll beat Gambia. I think it'll be an interesting match against Egypt-Morocco. But yeah, exciting AFCON quarterfinals coming up. We'll update you at, uh, who on you, that who as you taking, it Because uh, I feel like most of the match, like Tunisia should win, Senegal should win, Cameroon should win. Morocco-Egypt feels like the only like, kind of questionable game on who could win. Who are you taking? I am taking Egypt. I just think it's a close enough game where having Mohamed Salah is going to matter. And I think having Mohamed Salah is going to be the difference. And, it, and that's what I believe. I'm going Morocco. I would agree with you, but watching that, and I know that Morocco is, I mean, they're, they're a really good team. Maybe not as good as Ivory Coast, but not, not too far behind. But just watching that Egypt game, Egypt's, la- like, <laughs> their inability to get Mohamed Salah the ball, especially when he was in so many great positions, I'm just, I don't trust him to do it. Like, I know that he is incredible, but he does need some assistance, and that team in that match was not giving him any, so I'm going to take Morocco. It'll be interesting. Uh, we'll see and if, if he can do it himself. He's definitely done it before, so uh, we shall see. But you're right. Egypt uh, does not look like a strong Egypt. They look like a one-man Egypt. I'm surprised. Which is and that game again. But, is like, typical. in the World and, Cup, the views ago when they ran it, like, they were at least getting Mohamed Salah the ball in places where it was like, oh, okay, now maybe he can do something. The, what, what little I've seen of this tournament, they've not been as, as effective at at least giving him a chance to to carry him and do something. Right. Um, but yeah, and, and that game against Ivory Coast, while they did hold a, a, one of the favorites for the title uh, to the penalties and beat them, it has to be said, Ivory Coast looked also completely devoid of ideas. Uh, and it was a 0-0 draw that really didn't show that anybody was good or bad. It just showed that people couldn't create any game. offense. Yeah, it was a horrible game. So that has to be said as well. But yeah, we shall see. Exciting as always. Uh, Africa Cup of Nations. And let's move on to... I want to paint you a picture, Matthew. We were talking about the La Liga race Sick. last last week. Last week we were talking about might be the race that could be close, uh, at, like next to the Serie A one. And then Sevilla moves within four points of Real Madrid. And then Sevilla makes a move for that man, Anthony Martial, coming over on loan from your team, Manchester United. Sevilla only four points behind... They play each other April 17th. Lots of soccer to be played. Can Anthony Martial make a difference in this La Liga race for the title? No. 
He can't. But he I'm can't? really glad. No, he can't. I, I but I'm, glad, I'm really glad for him. I think. I mean, I think he really is an extremely talented player. Um, I think clearly he's not been up to stuff. Um, but he's got the ability. I think there's, there can be something to be said for him and Rashford and and all those kind of young guys who like really during their formative years, the just united like between coming in with like Van Gaal and then the Marino time and then Solskjaer and now like it, it's been a pretty tumultuous uh, like time under there, which I know like changing managers isn't all that uncommon in soccer, but I, I think like I think what's going on at United has been more than just like switching man. Like it's it's been more tumultuous for these young guys. Um, so I think it's good for him to like go to a place that Sevilla is far more settled than we are. Clearly, he's not going to get the playing time, so let him go get the playing time. He he looked great in, in the little time he had against West Ham. He was crucial in that build up play for the winning goal and and was attacking and, and doing things. So I hope he gets to go there. I mean, I, I'd love for him to still come back and, and be a part of the team because. When he's on, he's he's a dangerous guy, um, but we'll see. But no, I don't think it's going to affect the title race. I think the biggest biggest transfer out of the title race is is, is Inter getting Gosens. I, I think that makes them, Robbie Gosens. I think like I think that makes them even more complete and even more dangerous. Where they seem more and more. Although although we'll see what the um, I'm blanking on the striker for Juve. Uh, we'll see how much they can, they're 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 so far behind that it they like. I think it's going to be tough for them to catch Inter, especially with that that transfer for Inter. But I think that'll make a difference for for Juve, and maybe that can make that may be more of a, a Champions League kind of difference for them. Uh, I'm excited to see what he's going to do there. He's a, he's a good player. He's fun to watch. Yeah, he is played really well in Fiorentina, and now going to apply his trade in Juventus. All right, Matt, we've talked soccer enough. It's time to get to it. I know, I know, but it's the NFL divisional round. Happened this past weekend. First of all, before we get into any of the games, three games decided on last-minute field goals. One game going to last overtime. Last-second field goals. Last last second field goals. Uh, one game going to overtime for decision. Was this the best weekend of playoff yes! football ever? Easily. It was <laughs> easily like not even close. Like literally, like every single game was was great. I, even though I had a heartbreaking loss, it, it was beneficial for both reasons. One because it was such a great weekend, so that I was like, well, what a great game. And I wasn't the only like ever like I, as soon as the Packers lost, I have a friend who's a Titans fan who texted me and was just like, welcome to misery. Like so, every, all the other fans like. Half the other fans felt just as, as shitty. Well, I probably felt a little shittier since we were the one seed. But somewhat in that shitty feeling of like, are you kidding me? Uh, and then it also like, because last year when Rodgers lost to the Bucks in the build-up of the Super Bowl, especially because it's two weeks, so they can't just move on to the Super Bowl because there's only one game to talk about. They talked about the Packers' loss so, so much this year, because it was such a great weekend, because Brady also lost, because there was just so much, it it kind of got lost in the shuffle. So I didn't have to get – I was able to move on much quicker. Right. I mean, I think, you know, your friend who's a Titans fan, you know, I didn't, no one was expecting the Titans to do anything. So, like, the Titans – that that wasn't as bad as a loss. And I think Brady wasn't as bad as a loss either just because we knew that he was banged up. So you guys would have had the worst loss, but then if you're a Bills fan, you really have to yeah. just, you're never going to forget that. That's a tough ever. one. That's a real tough It's one. really hard because you played, I mean, let's talk about it. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, 
go toe-to-toe in one of the best quarterback duels of all time, uh, and neither of them really makes a mistake. Neither of them makes a single error, and and really, they both just throw touchdown after touchdown. I believe they combined for three in the last two minutes, and and at the end of the day, Josh Allen really did whatever he wanted to do with the Chiefs' defense and and didn't get the ball back in overtime. And so his team lost because Patrick Mahomes was also having one of those games. So my question to you is after that one, obviously heartbreaking loss for the Bills uh, and the Chiefs are able to go to the AFC Championship game for the fourth fourth straight year, I believe. Yeah. Um, so that's crazy. Um, four for four and for old Patty. Four for four. So, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. I know, before this game, this would have been crazy to ask, but I don't think it is crazy to ask after this game. Um, especially considering Bills came into this game with an, a, a historically good defense, which the Chiefs have not had. I think, I think your question been. might be crazier now. You think my question might be crazier now? Yeah, my answer will re- reveal why, but... Okay, perfect. So, in the next decade... Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, we expect both of them to grab at least one Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes obviously has the, the next chance, too. Uh, but in the next decade, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, who's winning more Super Bowls? I think I go with Mahomes because Mahomes right now has a chance to go win one. And Super Bowls are not guaranteed. Like, I, there's there's no guarantee that Patrick Mahomes is going to come back and win. He might not win one this time, but he, he might not win another one in the next 10 years. There's no guarantee Josh Allen's going to win one. In the next 10 years. It's so easy to look at. I mean, when Rodgers won his first one, you would have been like, oh, him and the Packers are going to go win a lot more. When Russell Wilson won his first one, oh, Seahawks are going to go win a lot more. When Dan Marino came into the league and had great year after great year after great year with Miami, throwing for more passing yards than any quarterback ever has, you were like, he's for sure going to win one. Zero. So uh, the fact that Mahomes has now beaten Allen in this own playoff, I'm picking Mahomes because Mahomes now has the the upper hand in this, I, I mean, I said once the Packers lost that that game is was the Super Bowl, and and I certainly stand by that comment. I, I think the winner of that game is. I think the Chiefs are going to go on and win now. I think the Bills would have won. I think the Bills would have gone on and and won. Um, so I'll go with Mahomes because also like great game and both quarterbacks incredible. I know the Chiefs defense has been a lot better uh, than it was, but the Bills defense was number one in the league if I remember right. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. I know Patrick and, and Josh are, are both incredible. I'm not like saying Patrick's a lot better than Josh, but to be fair, Patty was doing it against a little better competition. That is true. No, that is fair. I mean, <clears throat> Josh, the the kind of advantage that they were giving Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes was that he doesn't have to play such a great defense. So I think that that is very fair to bring up. I'm also going with Patrick Mahomes, kind of for a similar reason, but I'm going to phrase it differently. <clears throat> you know... He didn't win against the Bucks, but remember when they got to the Bucks, there was that game against the Browns that they won off the skin of their teeth, you know, with Chad Henney running on fourth down. Sometimes to get to the Super Bowl, you need luck, and you either have luck or you don't. Bills yeah. fans, Bills fans know that from going to four straight and losing, and and in this game, you know, Mahomes won the coin trust and he got to go down, and that's the rules and that's luck. So I'm going with Patrick Mahomes because in this game, one person was lucky and one person wasn't. And that's, You're going with and Mahomes that's what it is. because he's lucky. Because, not because he's lucky, but okay. because you need luck. Because you need luck. And and I agree with you. He beat 
Josh Allen, because he played great, but at the end, what decided it was a coin toss. It is what decided it. I, it is. Uh, right. So, no, I'm not. I'm, what's the difference between you, he, you're picking Mahomes because you need luck and him? I'm not trying. I'm not like trying to be a, a dick. Uh, but what's the difference between him needing luck and him being lucky, I guess, is what, what's the di- I, I'm like, I think it's a fine argument to have. Right. I just don't. I, I just think being lucky gives the connotation that he doesn't hasn't earned what he deserved. And I'm saying even if you've earned the p- spot there, it doesn't mean you get there. And I think the fact that he got in, through this game, um, even though Josh Allen was playing as great and Josh Allen didn't do the reverse, uh, I think that that's why I, I pick Mahomes is because they had this matchup. Mahomes is going to go on to the Super Bowl. And you're right. Who knows if either of them make it in the next nine years after that. And and so just this one game that Mahomes was the one that ended up on the other side, you know, he had the luck to do that. So, you know, and obviously the overtime rule is going to get debated a lot after this whole situation. Change uh, it. Yes. Uh, so okay. Easily. Cool. So I think we easily like I, it's not something that's going to ever really be a, like all that applicable. Like we're not going to get this many games that are like. Yo, both these teams deserve it. Like, unfortunately, we don't get a shootout like that all the time, or just a great game like that all the time. I wish we could, um, but that's kind of even more why I'm like change it because it really isn't going to impact overtime all that much. You could even just like I really don't even care if they just change it for like the playoffs. Like, if maybe regular season you still want to have it be a little more whatever because technically in the regular season you can still tie. It's ten minutes as opposed to fifteen. Like, there are differences. But, yeah, both teams should easily touch the ball. Like, if, if, if you can't – if you can keep matching what your uh, – the, the other team is doing, then, I, like, how can you really be like, oh, they're, they're a lot better or they deserve to win? Um, and we can say, like – or one can pretend that, like, offense and defense are, are equal, but they aren't. Like, it's easier to move the ball in the NFL. Like, it's easier to score – it's a it's a game that that favors the offense. So, a team that's on offense, it, it starts with the ball has has the advantage no matter what. Yeah, and I also don't think it's so much of a change. I mean, just give the other team a possession after. Like, it's not you're not saying that like, I don't know that I'm not even I'm not you're not like changing where they have to start on the field or anything like that. Just give them a possession afterwards. Like that's which you know, I also think that, like you could do that. Like, why not? have it somewhat like college. I don't even care if you do it like the 25. But like, cause sometimes they're like, we don't want to do kick returns because it's blah, blah, blah. So then just let each team start at the their own 25-yard line. Right. I mean, that would be fun. That would have been a much more fun game if that's what had happened. I always that wanted to know. I always wanted the NFL to sort of follow college. Although I don't like college football rules anymore. I hate that it just goes right to two points. I think it's lame. Um... But I always wanted them to kind of follow what it was, where you'd start at the 25 each time. But I thought the NFL should start at the 50, since, like, they were so much, you know, better and everything. I think that would have been fun. But, yeah, they should at least yeah. change this, where you you at least get a chance to respond if the team scores on you in the opening possession. Right, exactly. You should get a chance, at least on the opening possession, if not more than that, uh, through the overtime. And I agree, it doesn't happen all the time. Like, usually when you go to overtime, it's some team barely hanging on and another team, like, surging. It's never really—not never. It Very 
it's it's kind of like half and half between that and between these two great offenses. Neither of them can be stopped, you know. The only other game I can think of like this one is the one that the Chiefs lost against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game uh, a couple years ago. Well, even this also one, like, like, even this one, just like the the way it finished. Like, the like both teams just elevating their game in, not even, like, the fourth quarter, they all stepped it up. The last five minutes, they stepped it up. The last two minutes. So, like, that sort of, like, thing, like flow of the game is, like, how do you finish it off, like, bad? Like, both these right. teams were truly, like... Boom, I got to hit on you. You got to hit on me. Boom. So, like, to, for the ch- Chiefs to be able to, like, it'd be like, all right, you get to kick a penalty. If you make it, the other team doesn't get a chance. Like, what? what? Yeah, it is It is crazy. It's, yeah, especially with the coin flip aspect of it. But, yeah, uh, Chiefs moving on. They will play the Bengals, who upset the Titans. Uh, although the Titans, like I said, not the strongest number one seed in the league ever. So, I think that upset is kind of not doing them justice, but, you know, credit to Joe Burrow getting sacked nine times, still able to pull out the win. Uh, do you give the Bengals any chance against the Chiefs, considering how their offensive line played? Yeah, I mean, I, I think once you're this far in the playoffs, or in the playoffs at all, everybody's got a chance. So, yeah, but I think that is what's going to be the downfall. Because I think Burrow can do what Josh Allen did. I think Burrow can can play toe-to-toe with Mahomes, I think he's ready. Like, I don't think there's like, oh, he's about to be one of the best. No, he's there. Like, he's, he's made it. Right. There's no more waiting. Um, but I think that's what's going to hurt the Bengals because uh, uh, the Chiefs are a better team, uh, certainly a much better offense than the Titans where they'll take advantage of of those kind of sacks more. Um, and, yeah, I think, I think that's what will bite the Bengals in the butt in the end. Right. <laughs> I agree. I think he's good enough to play toe-to-toe, but how much will he able to, you know – to be able to play at his top level with that offensive line kind of reeling all the time, especially because Joe Burrow, while he can play toe-to-toe like Josh Allen, he doesn't have the same running game, so the Chiefs can just keep him there and sack him. Like, it's not he's like pretty Josh athletic, Allen. Though. He can, he's like, athletic, he, he, he can, like He can elude the, the rush, but most, mostly his O-line just sucks. Like, they're, yeah, they're, just, they're not good. Yes. Agreed. And it doesn't affect agreed. him. Like, he's not a quarterback. It's kind of insane. Like, if you're going to stop Tom Brady the way is to sack him because he gets pissed off, Joe Burrow, it, like, doesn't really rattle him. It's just going to affect him because sacks are negative yards, and it's going to, you know, it's going to be a third down that you need, and you're going to get sacked, and that's where it's going to kill you. Right. Uh, and there's something to be said about, you know, Jamar Chase having a big game against the Chiefs the first time they played, you know, how that place of the aspect but we'll talk about a little more when we preview the championship games you mentioned tom brady tom brady losing the rams had a spirited comeback you thought it's happening again it can't oh, be happening again you thought you saw that, okay that would have made my monday a lot worse if brady yeah, would have made tom- that comeback it they would have been painful Oh, because you know the comparisons would have been oh, all week. It would have been. It, it would have been like, can we call? And Rogers? deservedly so. Yeah. Right. 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 No, for sure. And I, I still think it was a great. I was ready. I was ready to say as soon as Brad, because I was like, Brady's going to go in this game, and I was like, as soon as they win, I'm going to say for the first time that Tom Brady is better than Aaron Rodgers. But I, I can say it anyway. Tom Brady's better than Aaron Rodgers. Wow, that that took a turn. All right. Uh, well, uh, I'll move on. Ten it's, points. Um, Ten freaking points. There you go. Uh, But yeah, Tom Brady falling short. The Rams having a spirited comeback in the late. They didn't want to send it uh, overtime. They get the field goal after a long pass to Cooper Cup. How did they let Cup get that wide open? In the game, let alone that play. Like, that game, he was just did whatever he wanted. And he's a great receiver, but also 
there was no help in the secondary. They just were were really not. Well, their most the certainly their most like well besides probably like their offensive weapons, their most depleted part defensively wise. Yeah. their most depleted part, and, and not really a strong part of their team anyway. And then yeah, I mean I think I think that is because it's so easy to be like, oh, how is he wide open, or how are you letting this guy? Because they're really good. Like because Cooper Cup's yeah. really good at it. Like Cooper Cup is. He's he's a film you know fanatic where he just watches and watches and watches. He works his ass off. I was reading more about Cooper Cup because I was like I knew he would kind of I knew he went to an FCS school. I knew he went to Eastern Washington. He was a four time first team All American at Eastern Washington, and Eastern Washington's a really good FCS program. Four time first team All American is absurd. I don't care what level you're playing at. He won best freshman award while he was there. He won Player of the Year while he was like the dude has kind of dominated his whole career. And I think mostly it's just like now he's got the quarterback that can show how good he is. Like I think it was more – it wasn't like, oh, what, what happened to Cooper Cup where he got this good? It was, no, now he's got Stafford throwing the ball instead of Jared Goff. Right, true. Um, here's my impression of <laughs> Cooper Cup after every game when someone asks him a question. Yeah, well, I mean – I love it. Like it's just all just straight football talk. It's and if you, so and if crazy. If you don't watch enough football, you're like, "What did he just say?" I kind of understood it. I, I, and I thought I watched a lot of football, but I, it's he just started specific. going. It's pretty specific. Deep language. cut, deep cut, right there is what happened. Um, but yeah, Brady after the game having some talk about retirement, having some talk about family. Is he done? Is he done? Is this was this the last we saw of Tom Brady? I, I think for the first time ever in Tom Brady's career, we're at least saying there's a chance. Like, yeah. I, I think I think for the first time, the door is actually... Like, cause I think before there was never... Like, no, no, no. But, no. like, it's crazy to make up... To make a lot of hubbub about one word, but Tom Brady has never used the word satisfied in his life. Right. Ever. Right. Ever. Right. Maybe after Coitus... That's it. With Giselle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like that. That's fair. That's Maybe after a nice, delicious meal. But football-wise, the man is never – and so, yeah, like I think there's and, – and I think he looks around at, at, at the Bucks and is like, I've kind of already accomplished what I wanted. Like all he needed to do was go to Tampa Bay and win one Super Bowl to – you know, now he did one without Belichick. He's got more than the Patriots. He's got more – he's got – like he's accomplished all he has to do. And I right. think it, I think it, you know how much time he puts into it. Of course, like he's still playing at a high level, but I think the thing sometimes you don't think about with like like I understand what Tom Brady's doing at this this age is insane. It is, but no matter who you are, the older you get, like I'm sure it's still harder on him to be staying this elite. Like it, it gets it, it's harder at 44 than it is at 40 than it is at 35. So I'm sure that's part of it too. He's just like, do I really want to do like it's a lot? It's a lot of work. And if you had to ask me like right now, right now, gun to my head, I think I'd say yes. Uh, if, if Byron Leftwich gets gets hired away, I think there's a very very good chance that he's gone. Right, and I think there's a good chance Byron Leftwich is gone. So I think he's going to go coach the Jaguars, and I think that's what's going to happen. Um, I agree. After watching Brady for so many years, obviously as a Patriots fan and onward, I I just think, and I don't want to make a big deal out of one thing, but I think he got hit in the head, he started bleeding, and Giselle went, you're done. I think she went, 
you're done. And I really, I understand that because at age 45, you know, he's avoided, you know, a lot of football injuries that could have really affected him for a long time in his life. And I think, you know, he has to, he's being a 20 year career, accomplishing all of that and being able to escape the game at the top of your game without any major injuries that are life altering. I, I, it's, it's important. Yeah. Especially for as a quarterback, is, too, like as a quarterback, you're yeah. able you're able to avoid those those hits a lot more, obviously. But like the older you get, I, like I feel like the more vulnerable you are, and that's certainly that's something she knows. And I think too, like I think the AB drama, I think certainly right. all the injury, like this year was just so much. Where I think he has to look back and just be like, like what what else can I? Who who's gonna catch me? Who's gonna like? I I really ha- I I think he can look back and say I'm satisfied. And he never has been a guy to do that. I, yeah, I think, I think, I think there's a good chance. I think he is. So if he is, we'll have a whole episode when that comes out. Obviously on the oh, we greatness of Tom Brady. Yes, we will. I, I'll do it by myself, yeah, Matt. I'll do it by myself. Um, well, we have three of Hall of Fame careers. I wasn't oh, going to say Lord. that. No, I know. That's just what ESPN, that's just what ESPN always says. <laughs> I hate... They say that every week. They They're say it like, all the time. Could, could his career be split into three Hall of like, Fame? That's not how careers work. <laughs> no. I, also, it's in the mail junction, he didn't win like any Super Bowls, so not much of a Hall right. of Fame career if you ask me. Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk about the guy with one and still only one, Matt. Take us Whoa, through. You don't have to fucking come in with shots like that. I literally admitted earlier, Brady's better. <laughs> Sorry, it was a good episode. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, Packers lose to the 49ers. What happened? What was it? Was it? Who do you blame for this loss? And and what do you what's what do you see the, as the future for this team going forward? I don't, I don't freaking know. Bleakness. Uh, no, I mean, like, I, I, I think that blame, I think it does have to start at LaFleur because, like, a 10-point swing on special teams is, is absurd. And especially in a game you lose by three. Like, if you don't get that field goal blocked and you make it and you don't have that punt blocked and stop them from a touchdown, you win 13-3. to three. Not, not a great game, but you win. And, and the special teams has been horrendous all year. In the playoffs is a time where special team, bad special teams comes to bite you in the ass. You know who never has bad special teams? You know who always, always has excellent special teams? The goddamn New England Patriots. Yeah. And, like, it, it's just something that Belichick knows how important it is. And co- young coaches, I think, especially don't understand how impactful it is to the game. I think that that's certain. Like, and and I, get, I get wanting to not fire the coach. I get wanting to stay the course. You're, you're having a great season anyway. But he should have. Like, special teams changes should have been made. Way earlier on in the season, it comes back to bite the Packers in the ass. But I also think you have to blame 12. Like, I don't know how Aaron Rodgers escapes this. Like, yeah, that, it's, it's absurd that the special teams did that. Eight teams play this weekend. Only one of them is quarterbacked by a guy who's about to be a two-time MVP winner. Back-to-back. Tom Brady's never even done back-to-back. He scored 10 points. Lowest total out of all those teams. That's all your quarterback. It just is. If he gets the Packers into the end zone twice, 14 points, 14 to 13. They're on to the NFC Championship game. So the play calling was a little like, eh, but I, I thought Rodgers played a horrible game. I thought Rodgers' mind is clearly elsewhere. Wanting to just complain about 
vaccine bullshit and whatever and how crucified he is and how tough life is as a million-dollar quarterback. Uh, but, yeah, like I, I, I think I put more blame on Rodgers because he is the elite quarterback. He's the guy that it's like, oh, when things are shitty, you're supposed to bring it out, and, and he didn't play well at all. Um, now, where the future goes, I have no idea. Right before, right after that game, I thought for sure Rodgers and, and Devontae are gone. Now, I don't, I don't know. I, I think there's, I think there's a chance he comes back. Um, I think he does really like Green Bay. I think also, if he feels so attacked right now, um, he may want to stay in Green Bay because journalists are not going to be treating him. Any be- like, does he really want to go to a play like to big, more left-thinking cities that are going to just annihilate him? Like the tweets that attacked him after him were from cities that like he's looking to move to. Uh, so I think that actually will aid the Packers in the fact that Green Bay is much smaller and a little more protective. Um, obviously, there's still you know it's not like it was in the 50s. There's still the national media that'll attack Rodgers, but I think that that could be something that helps him. Uh, obviously, it's like they either bring them both back or or neither. I don't think there's really... I don't know. If you can go get a decent quarterback... Like, if, if the Packers could get Jimmy Garoppolo and sign Devontae Adams or keep him franchise tag and, and they bring those guys next year, I think we could win the NFC North. Mm. I mean, with what the NFC North looks like right now. I, right. So, I don't, I, I don't really... But I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be... A tough one. I'd like to see him come back. I was annoyed because, yeah, I think he played a shitty game. I think you have to look at Aaron Rodgers and say he's not been all that good in the playoffs. Uh, I think he's he's either eleven and ten or ten and nine all time. He's got he's got a better winning percentage than Peyton Manning in the playoffs. But besides other like quarterbacks, especially like when you think about Hall of Fame great quarterbacks, he doesn't have a better record than than most of them. Um, and, and his play in the in the playoffs a lot of times has been lesser than than what we've seen in the regular season. Like, it, 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 as somebody who watches every Packer game, I can tell you, like, the, he does stuff in the regular season where I'm just like, how the hell is anybody doing this? And then the playoffs come, and he it's it's like a Clayton Kershaw thing. He like gets tight or something. I I, I don't know what it is, but we'll see. I hope he comes back. I, th- I think I think the Packers can can run it back one more time, and especially if Brady retires. Um, I, I think that if, if you bring Rodgers and Devontae Adams back, the Packers have as good a chance as anybody to win the NFC uh, next year. So, fingers crossed, we do it one more time, and then, and then I think that's probably it. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think if it's not this season, it'll be next season. Um, and I think I I think he should stay because I don't know. Like, it's the easiest road to the playoffs. And that's, he wants to win another Super Bowl. He's not playing for triple MVPs. He doesn't care about that anymore. He wants to win another Super Bowl because that's what people are crucifying him over. So why would you leave a division that is all in rebuild mode? Where you can easily win the NFC North next year. Yeah, and you get six wins pretty easily. Maybe five because one always goes weird. You're You're the four seed at worst. Yeah. Where, why would you go, let's say, to the NFC West, where all those teams are going to bummel you? Where, why would you go to the AFC West, where there's three young quarterbacks that just want to eat you? I agree. Like, like, I know the Broncos are an enticing place, but God, you really want to play Mahomes twice, Herbert twice, and probably Derek Carr twice? 
Right. No, you don't. And I think, especially because he doesn't have a lot of years left, I think that he um, is going to want to, you know, up his Super Bowl odds. So I think at least for this next season, it does make sense try to get a deal done with the Packers so long as they have Devontae. Obviously, if Devontae leaves... Uh, but they can if, if Rodgers decides to come back at worst you can franchise Devontae and I don't think right. and Devontae wouldn't if if Rodgers came back I don't think Devontae and I think that could work out because I think you could be like alright let's do it one more time we'll franchise you to get paid a lot this last year dance. and then you can free agent yeah like this one has to be the last the last dance and yeah I right. agree I mean like they were talking about get up and Bar Scott's like, he's not scared of anybody. And I'm like, yeah, of course Aaron Rodgers isn't scared of anybody. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers can go to Denver, can win the AFC West, and can win a Super Bowl. Of course he can do that. I don't think he's scared of that route. But work smarter, not harder. And, like, you're, you're right. the division, you've won the NFC North if you come back. There, there's no I, – I don't see the Vikings hiring a, a coach that's going to like completely immediately turn that team around and, and the bears and lions still just have a ways to go. Like you're going to win the division and the NFC in general looks a lot less like if Brady doesn't come back, the NFC South, Sean Payton's gone. They said so the NFC South doesn't look nearly as scary. Uh, the Cardinals kind of started showing their true colors. Like you really, the Cowboys are probably still going to have Mike McCarthy as coach. Like I, the Packers, yeah. I, like I, I feel like, it's tough for me to say this as, as that it's unbiased because I know my Packer bias is just inherently in me. But but I think it's pretty clear if you want to win a Super Bowl next year, Aaron Rodgers, you stay with Green Bay. I I think right, and I think that's the reason he came back this year is because he realized that. And I think nothing has changed to make me think that situation isn't the same. You know, um, and I know that obviously, you know, the Broncos got Nathaniel Hackett and they have a good relationship. But he doesn't it, – it doesn't – it's not that simple. And yeah. there's a lot of things that go into play, and I think there is enough juice for one more run. And we all know Aaron Rodgers thinks very highly of himself, so him being compared to Michael Jordan in a last dance run, he would love that. He would love the hell out well, him of Him and Devontae so. already freaking <laughs> compared themselves to it, and they didn't do it! Right, exactly. But, you know, hey, last dance part two. Yeah. <laughs> last, last dance last part two. The this last, is the last dance. Up, you know? This is the war. Yeah, that was the last. That was the dance before the part, dance. It's a two-part series. Dancing. Yeah, we love it. It's like one of those Netflix series that goes on for too long. You're like, I thought this was one season. Why is this two seasons? What's going on? This is four the seasons. <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, an exciting divisional round. Great football. We hope to see more uh, on championship weekend. And uh, we'll cover those games in our next hour.